Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 392nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, I'd like to, as always, thank all the essential personnel for keeping us safe during this unprecedented pandemic era. Well, my highlight of the week was the release of the NFL schedule last week. Uh, Always an exciting night, especially since I'm a season ticket member of the Patriots. And always, uh, of course, watch uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers growing up in western Pennsylvania. And this year, of course, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks South, or as they're being called, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers, <laughs> with Tom Brady and Gronk down there. And right off the bat, the headline is the Pats. And the Bucks both have five primetime games this year. For the Patriots, that's kind of business as usual, which is a little surprising, given that Brady's no longer our quarterback. But there's still a lot to like and a lot to watch where the Patriots are concerned. They're clearly a uh, top-flight national team who uh, the schedule makers and the network still believe will draw eyeballs. And the Bucks. uh Obviously, they've never had five primetime games before, <laughs> and uh, it already feels with Brady's uh, presence as if his contract is already getting paid for in many ways. Uh, they've just catapulted to the top of the uh, football interest category, and with good reason. And the Steelers, of course... Uh, have some great games as well, as always. They're uh, going to be on opening weekend on a Monday night game against the Giants, which I think would be September 14th at 7 p.m. That's the night that they have uh, the two Monday night games, uh, an early opener at 7 p.m. Eastern, and then a, a late one from the West Coast starting at like 10 so, yeah, uh, Patriots open with the Dolphins at home. A lot of 1 o'clock games on the front end, which is a season ticket holder. I love 1 o'clock on Sunday, and it's against the Dolphins, and who knows, perhaps Tua will be their quarterback at that moment in time. Way too early to tell, but certainly uh, people getting excited. And of course, opening weekend, the 
Saints host the Buccaneers uh, in New Orleans. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Uh, what more could you ask for in the 4 o'clock slot on uh, opening weekend? So it's going to be fun, um, to say the least. And the openers will be Sunday, September 13th for everybody, or Monday. And, of course, that Thursday, September 10th, will be the Kansas Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, hope, opening, opening by hosting the uh, Houston Texans, coming off that spectacular playoff comeback against the Texans last year. And another quick note. Richard Seymour was voted in this morning into the Patriots Hall of Fame, defensive tackle. Uh, He was kind of uh, like a successor to Joe Green. Uh, He kind of did for the Patriots defense what Joe Green did when he joined the Steelers back way back in 1969. Chuck Knoll's first ever draft pick and tremendous player and more than worthy. And here's hoping he makes the pro football Hall of Fame. Uh. Sticking with the NFL, my bizarre story of the week is how NFL quarterbacks suddenly are announcing their next jobs after football uh, with the still playing this coming season. Uh, Started with Drew Brees announcing he would be a commentator for NBC this couple weeks ago. And then this past week, Phillip Rivers announced that he will be coaching high school football at Alabama and Interesting in that Philip Rivers' father was a and his football coach growing up. So uh, once as interesting, twice as perhaps a trend. Uh, what does that mean for their uh, long-term goals? Does that mean that they're both only playing this upcoming season and moving on to their next careers now that they've officially been announced? Or... Is it just sort of uh, when we get there, you know, when we're done with our career, then we'll move on to these jobs. So found that intriguing. And uh, my low line of the week is Zion Williamson now being embroiled in an improper benefits allegation. Um, just a little surprising uh, with Zion, you know, now onto the pros, but yet. Were there improper benefits received by his parents and or him? Uh, who knows? But uh, everybody loves Zion, so nobody's loving the story. That's for sure. And now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Yes, good morning, John. How are you? Doing great, thank you. Uh, spring is finally springing to a degree here in Boston, despite the fact we actually had snowflakes in the air on Saturday. But yesterday turned out nice for Mother's Day, and happy Mother's Day out there to all the moms uh, yesterday. And uh, But yeah, it looks like uh, yesterday was a beautiful day, and it looks like we're turning the corner with the forecast next week. As in 10 days from now, who knows what it'll hold, but 77 and sunny. So, AP, I think we're getting into another, uh, there's no spring, just winter, then summer. And it looks like we're into that pattern again here in New England, which you can relate to as a former resident, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, two two seasons now. In, in the South, uh, John, is two seasons, college football and then recruiting. That's it. Yeah, well, let's hope we have those two seasons this year, right? <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah, we're all hopeful. We sure are, and it's just way too early to tell. Although I did hear something interesting just within the past hour. Number one, I saw Herm Edwards being interviewed on ESPN, and he's great as always. And he doesn't know much more than we all know, but Mark Emmert of the NCAA, the president of the NCAA, come out uh and said, basically, if there's no students on campus, there'll be no student athletes, meaning no football. So we'll see uh, where that all lands. But what I what I did hear that was interesting was most commentators 
are feeling strongly that an answer has to be given by mid-June, which sounds about right to me. It just has to be. Like, a decision needs to be made by mid-June latest on whether or not college football is going to proceed. Uh, so we shall see. But it's, uh, I don't know, it feels a little shaky at this point. i got to tell you, I mean, because it's not just about college football games. It's about what Emmert said, which is, you know, our college is reopening. Will students be on campus? So who knows, AP? It's just another in the long line of crazy situations we're trying to figure out and predict the future, which is utterly impossible. Yeah, John, I think it's a way for the NCA to hedge their liability because yep. if all the students are there and someone uh, contracts the virus, uh, then they can say, well, we we didn't uh, discriminate and just have the student athletes at risk. It was the entire uh, student body population. Right, and her Herm Edwards, as always, you know, uh, made just an obvious and interesting point. But you know, as as he can, in a way that only he can say it, he made it very clear that you know, football is not a social distancing sport. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know, we've got golf coming up this weekend with uh, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, and. Uh, you know, and also, excuse me, Matthew Wolf playing a skins game down in Juneau Beach, Florida, some legendary Seminole Country Club, which, oh, by the way, was one of the first things that Tom Brady did when he joined the Buccaneers was he joined Seminole Country Club. So that's scheduled for this Saturday. We all saw the UFC went forward on Saturday night despite one of the fighters having a positive test. Um, I saw the British government apparently okayed the European Premier League to move forward, opening their season. Um, so things are happening. Korean baseball, we all know that's underway. So, yeah, um, things are happening, and we'll just have to wait and see, uh, you know, where it's all going. But, you know, all those sports I just mentioned – they're not like football. <laughs> you know, it is body against body, shall we say. Well, certainly UFC is, obviously, but uh, much yeah. smaller. Uh, it's one-on-one -on -one versus 11-on-11. Um, so, yeah, it's all just so confusing and trying to keep up with it all. But uh, anyway, I thought it was, you know, Herm Edwards made an interesting point, to put it mildly. Um, we shall... Go ahead, AP. Yeah, yeah, John. I mean, there's no social distancing in football. You speak about 11 on 11 on the field, and then you have probably 100 people on each sideline in the locker rooms. And, and that's not to say that, the, you know, the media and the fans. I mean, yeah, it's going to be one big, huge experiment, and uh, there will be some lessons learned and uh, whenever this starts back up again, like I said, June fifteenth, I, I think really is the cutoff date for college football because yeah, I agree you need with that date. the four the four the four weeks probably in pads, and you need probably at least two minimum, probably four with just your helmets and shorts, because this is not like days in the past where you're showing up for your uh, camp to to uh, get in shape. 
normally you're in shape. It's a different world of college football where you're on campus pretty much all year round, uh, just returning home for a few days before you're back there for the two summer sessions. So, so college football, they need, like I say, six weeks at the bare minimum, I would say, and then June 15th. Uh, I would think, John, that June 15th is the last day, but I, I think they're probably going to say something maybe around June 1st. I agree. I agree. And let's keep in mind here, this is not about, you know, on June 1st, you say, all right, we can play on Labor Day weekend to open the season. And that's that. We're talking about, you know, (laughs) non-social distancing football practices, shall we say, occurring as early as early August, I would think would be the latest given, you know, no spring football, things like that. So, I mean, you know, right. Suddenly, August doesn't feel that far away. You know what I mean? Um, it just doesn't. No. So it's just going to be interesting. And meanwhile, the NFL uh, went ahead as they should, and I couldn't agree more with their entire offseason approach, from free agency to the draft, and now the schedule release. And AP, I thought of you on moment one because as a Patriots season ticket member. Uh, Opening game here is Sunday, September 13th, 1 p.m. versus none other than the Miami Dolphins and perhaps, perhaps <laughs> Tua. So I was very excited and, of course, thought of you immediately when I, the moment I saw the schedule for the Patriots come out. Yeah, John, and that's probably an interesting matchup because you can have in pro football from an Alabama and Auburn perspective because Tua, of course, played at the University of Alabama, and Jarrett Stedham was at Auburn University, and they competed against each other, so it continues in the NFL. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I hadn't thought of the Alabama-Auburn connection, and but that's what you do, and that's just a great call. Uh, just, wow. Wouldn't that be you know Auburn-Alabama, Patriots-Dolphins to open the NFL season? That would be... Uh, you know, just great stuff there, uh, to say the least. Uh, I know you're always interested, so I'll reiterate what we've talked about a few times. You know, the acceptance and, in fact, uh, of the fact that Jared Stedham, or as Bill, Bill Belichick calls him, Stid, is almost assuredly going to be, you know, the Patriots quarterback. They're just, you know, they haven't brought... Anybody of note in, they brought in you know, a couple undrafted free agents, Brian Lewerke from Michigan State, uh, and of course, Brian Hoyer is the backup. He's been that many times, second or third trip you know, around with the Patriots. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's going to be Stid, period, uh, barring a shocker like signing Cam Newton or something like that, and uh, that's that. So and people up here are just 100% fine with it. AP, you know, in Bill we trust, and that's all there is to it. But so, uh, so everybody likes them up here. I mean, everybody's very positive atmosphere with Jared Stedham. Assure, almost assuredly, it appears to be the quarterback. Yeah, John. I mean, I think you have a similar. Uh, physical characteristics is Tom Brady and he, yep, he, I agree. he make many of the throws and he's, he's accurate. That's very important in the Patriots system. It, it, I mean, some, 
some NFL offensive coordinators, they're looking for a quarterback that throws a long ball, so you know it's a hit or a miss a lot of time. But in the Patriots system, I believe you're looking for the consistency uh, with accuracy. And so that's something that Jarrett Stedham's been known for in his career. And I, I just think that, you know, you didn't see a Cam Newton signing as of yet. Correct. And I That's, think that could happen right now. I mean, I don't know what the dates are. You know, there's all these, these different uh, d- d- deadlines in the NFL, right. but I think that Cam Newton's available, and I haven't heard anything of him signing with the Patriots or them trying to get together. But I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it looks like Jared Stedham's a quarterback for New England Patriots for the 2020 uh, NFL season. Sure does. Sure does. You know, I think the key is, you know, good decision-making. And, you, you know, uh, low, low, low turnover rate, that I think, are Belichick's yes. top two desires. And, of course, uh, th- th- that's what Tom Brady uh, made his name on, uh, in my mind. And uh, and back to Tua, AP, you know, he made a little news today. I just saw the video within the past half hour or so that he gave his mom a beautiful brand new Escalade which I thought was just terrific and continues to just uh, enhance the image of Tua, uh, especially his devotion to family. Yeah, I think you endear yourself when you're always doing something for your mother. It's, it's pretty simple, I guess, you know, and you, and you always make sure the camera's available. So that happened. And uh, Tua, I, I think he's going to be 100% healthy. I mean, when you have this operation and it's been – you know, it'll be, I don't know how many months exactly, but, you know, he had that video that he put out before the draft. He was moving around. Sure. Uh, he he looked like his body was in, uh, you know, good condition to elude uh, the rush. And yep. just for him, it's, it's the ch- fact that you got to get rid of the ball quick in the NFL and you're not going to uh, outrun too many defensive linemen. So just keep that in mind. This is not college football where there's every once in a while you come across a fast defensive lineman, everybody can move and track you down in the NFL. So just get rid of the ball quickly and, and learn as much as you can. That's it, AP. And uh, I would also love to see Tua. I think everybody wishes him well. I really do. And certainly I do. And I would love him to be the guy to restore the Washington Redskins franchise to its former glory. They were so iconic. Growing up in Western PA, that wasn't all that far, only three hours north of Washington, D.C. And, you know, those Joe Gibbs teams. I mean, it was one of the great franchises of all time. Uh, Getting a Washington Redskins ticket back in the day was one of the hardest tickets to get in the history of sports. (laughs) And and I would just love to see that come back because they are – Truly a historically great franchise who have been totally irrelevant for what feels like about two decades now. Yeah, they brought in a new coaching staff. and yep. um, on Rivera. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Ron. He, he was, a, he was a, a good NFL coach with the Carolina team. Yes. So he's going to start, start fresh and... Uh, you know, if they give him the authority and, you know, they always give you the responsibility, John. It's, will they give you the authority to make changes? Correct. Correct. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment already. Uh, so why don't we take our first break? Still a whole lot to get to 
on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking NFL schedule just released this past Thursday in our opening segment together, and I, of course, mentioned that as a Patriots season ticket member, Patriots are hosting the Dolphins, 1 p.m. Sunday, September 13th. Uh, could be Tua, and Jer- if Jared Stidham's the quarterback, as you astutely uh, mentioned, uh, Alabama-Auburn all over again, but AP, down your way, down south, you have clearly the game of the weekend, uh, which is, of course, the Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. Same day, Sunday, September 13th at 425 Eastern Time. So uh, what a way to start the season, right? 
Yeah, I mean, people love to watch Brady and Breeze, right? That, that will be a, oh, yeah. a matchup. I mean, it doesn't matter who they're playing for. Or, you know, two quarterbacks have been there for decades now, which is hard to believe in this day and age, John. These quarterbacks can play for 20 years. And and so, yeah, that'll be a huge ball game and a lot of fun to be in New Orleans. Absolutely. And it's the start of what, you know, I mean, the Bucks have gone from, frankly, being the Bucks to – the most interesting team in football, frankly, if not in all of sports, literally, overnight. Brady, uh, Brady's just, you know, he, he's a game changer in every way. And he, now he's a franchise game changer. And so they have five primetime games for the first time in their history. The Patriots uh, have five primetimes again, which is kind of the norm which was frankly a little surprising. I'm glad to see that they're still considered by the networks and the league uh, really relevant, uh, to say the least. They draw eyeballs, and every clearly they think the Patriots are going to continue to draw eyeballs without Tom Brady. But Tampa Bay Bucks with Tom Brady are abs- and, and Gronk, by the way, uh, are certainly going to draw eyeballs. AP, I'm looking right at their schedule, you know, uh, it looks great. I mean, on Thursday, October 8th at Chicago, um, you know, that'll be a great game. Uh, it's it's Thursday night football. A couple interesting things from a New England point of view. You'll love this, AP, because this is what we're watching up here in New England. The Bucks and the Patriots do not play at the same time for the first 14 weeks of the season, which means... All us Patriot fans up here in New England can watch every single Bucks game, certainly on Red Zone, without it conflicting with the Patriots game. Isn't that awesome? That's like the first people, right, that's, first thing people talked about up here. Uh, no kidding. They have 14 weeks to watch their former quarterback play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Well, still being yeah, able to watch Patriots games at a different time. Right. Yeah. yeah that, right. That's quite a coincidence, yeah. Quite a coincidence. And, you know, uh, the other thing I like, that was that Brady, a California kid, but one of the great cold weather, bad weather quarterbacks of all time. But he's 43, and interesting to note here that what appears to be, he, he doesn't have any real cold games. Um, I think they said the coldest game, and I'm looking at the schedule, and I tend to agree with it. It looks like. The coldest game he could play in, and this is what other people are saying, and I'm, I'm looking at the schedule and yeah. tend to agree with it, is November 15th at Carolina. <laughs> so it ain't going to be that cold. <laughs> um, that appears right, to November be. Right, November 15th at Carolina. Right. Yeah, that appears yeah I to would be, say a, yeah, a possibility maybe a Monday night game against the Giants. It's early November, November 2nd. Correct. Uh, again, one of the great cold weather bad weather quarterbacks in NFL history, if not the greatest, seriously. And I've sat through a lot of them myself uh, in person. But, yeah, you're right. November 2nd, I mean, anything's possible. But, you know, uh, it could be anywhere from, you know, whatever, 10 degrees to 70. Uh, November 2nd in New York City, right down the road here from Boston. Right. But, but, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just everything is breaking just really good. Uh, you know, we have 
I mentioned the Thursday night game in Chicago, going to the Bucks primetime schedule. A couple weeks later, this game has, in my mind, real pizzazz, which is Sunday, October 25th, Sunday night football at the Raiders and their new stadium. That's awesome. Um, yes. Sunday, November 8th, Bucks hosting Sunday night football again. Uh, hosting the Saints at Raymond James. So the Bucks are on twice in three weeks in uh, late October, early November on Sunday night football. Monday, November 23rd, the Bucks hosting the Los Angeles Rams at Regan at Raymond James. And then what could be AP, maybe the game of the year, who knows, maybe a preview of the Super Bowl. Sunday, November 29th, 4.25 p.m., as in the Sunday following Thanksgiving, which is always a huge, huge, like, NFL putting on a pre, uh, just a premier game. They always just, right in that slot, because I've been to a few of them in Foxborough. Bucks hosting Kansas City Chiefs, 4.25 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, November 29th. That could be the game of the year, AP. The host of the Super Bowl champion in Tampa Bay, and, and that'll be, like you said, that's a, the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. People will be watching football, and that's a good way to uh, cap the weekend for, for some people. I know exactly. there's probably a game on that Sunday night, too, of course, but that's pretty nice to watch Tom Brady going against Patrick Mahomes Correct. In, in Tampa. Correct. And oh, by the way, speaking of Thanksgiving, I just don't want to just while it's we're speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are hosting their first ever Thanksgiving game. Thanksgiving night uh, against the Baltimore Ravens at home. And that is going to be epic AP. I mean, I'm just loving that gives all those Western Pennsylvanians all day to have their turkeys and everything still make it over to the stadium and. I think that's going to be a special game, uh, one of the best, most vicious rivalries in the NFL, if not the best in the past, whatever, decade, 15 years. So that one jumped off the off the schedule at me, that's for sure. Yeah, Baltimore is not very far, so you might get some Ravens fans coming up to Pittsburgh, but uh, that's a good ball game, uh, one that every year it's, it's, it's crucial to that division, and so... The NFL schedule makers, they hit some home runs uh, to to draw in another sport. Oh, yes, they absolutely did. Uh, They've got it covered. And you you know what's interesting is, got a lot lot of chatter about this given uh, the pandemic, where uh, they can move the Super Bowl back, most importantly. Seems to be a lot of flexibility yeah. there. One thing I learned that I didn't know, that every city that hosts a Super Bowl has to have, quote, a contingency plan. I've been hearing, you know, they could go back from February 7th, I believe it's scheduled for, easily go back a couple weeks on it. Apparently every team in week two has the same bye week. And then there's a thing about maybe weeks three and four, we're all talking all here in September, whatever, where everybody's playing non-division games, I think, uh, or division games, whatever it is. Um, yeah, non-division right. games. So that they all... They could they eliminate could like that up, game? Yeah, they could pick up that entire... Uh, yeah, it allows them to either eliminate a given weekend or two or, or potentially just pick it up 
and move it to say late February or whenever, move it to the end of the season, push back the playoffs, push back the Super Bowl. But they really said themselves, no surprise, the NFL doesn't like no weather and they've done it again with this. No, no. Yeah, I heard it. I think maybe the last weekend in February was the 28th, right? That's a Sunday. Correct. Because the Super Bowl is scheduled for what, the 7th of, of February. And the Super exactly Bowl right. this year is in, is in Tampa Bay, so it'll be the last Sunday uh, of the month. Correct. February 28th is what I heard. Right. I found right. that interesting, you know, and, you know, there's always yeah. been discussion, rumors, whatever you want to call it, that the NFL's dream has always been to, you know, have the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend where most of the nation would have the next day off as a national holiday. Uh, And that, I believe, would be the weekend before, which would be February 21st or thereabouts. So, well, you know, so so that's there as well. Um, And, yeah, so it just seems like the NFL... As only they can do has has left themselves like uh, the opportunity to kind of you know move uh, a block of games, shall we say, three or four weekends worth to you know to later in the year, which would be January, and move back to playoffs, move back to Super Bowl, and there you have it. So uh, that would be fascinating to say the least. And oh, by the way, February is the uh, shall we say, least active, as in most boring month of the year for sports. So I don't think anybody would be complaining if we were in having the NFL playoffs in February and important season-ending games in, quote, January. So, uh, you know, nobody, everybody wants to see it get off on time, but if it turns out that way, that'd be good too. Yeah, and plus you'd have the game in Tampa. A lot of people like to be in Florida in February for sure. Bingo, yeah, myself included, and uh, <laughs> y- you know, I, I I would love that. Uh, again, I, I don't think anybody wants to see anything more than this thing, this pandemic, be under control, so that NFL football starts on time on s- September yeah. 10th, and you know, the week before that, college football is underway on Labor Day weekend. I mean, that's what we all want more than anything. Right. But right, uh, right, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because that means all of our lives are uh, somewhat returning to normal. If if those if those things are happening, that's good for all of us in every way, uh, uh, sports or not. But AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our uh, second segment together. Uh, still a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., I'm able to bring back something I haven't been able to use a whole lot of in recent weeks uh, with uh, the pandemic. But my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Sunday's tailor-made driving relief featuring Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf playing a skins game for charity at the legendary Seminole Country Club in Juneau Beach, Florida. It's on NBC at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, and AP, I think, as always, there's a football and Tom Brady connection to everything these days, it seems. And one of the I think the, the first thing on the to-do list for Tom Brady when he got to Florida was he joined Seminole Country Club, which is across the state, as in the Atlantic side of Florida. That's how much uh, uh, je ne sais quoi <laughs> Seminole Country Club had. <laughs> Tom Brady joins the Bucks, and like literally, it felt like the next day he joined Seminole Country Club. It's a private club that, and by private, I mean private, as in. They don't hold tour events there. So we're going to get a rare glimpse. Not only do we get golf back with like competition with big names, we get a rare glimpse to beautiful Seminole Country Club, by all accounts, beautiful. Uh, it sits right on the Atlantic Ocean. So can't wait, AP. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun for those folks because uh, golf, th- those fans, I mean, they haven't seen very much uh, like all the other sports, so I'm sure they'll be congregating around the television to watch that event. No doubt about it. And AP, uh, lest we forget, a mere less than two weeks from now, as in two weeks from yesterday, the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, 
uh, is the Tiger Woods uh, Phil Mickelson matchup, of course, with Tom Brady. There we go again, and Peyton Manning. Um, so I believe the uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be great. I think it's Tiger and Peyton versus Phil and uh, Tom Brady. So that's going to be terrific as well, obviously. Uh, and we had that last year with just Tiger versus Phil pay-per-view. It was just okay in my mind. Um, but this one I think has, you know, with Peyton and Tom Brady in it, Peyton Manning, uh, I, I think this has the opportunity to be a whole lot of fun to watch and it's on TNT. Yeah. The, what is the agenda bringing another audience part of the football audience of course so you mix those two sports football and golf and it's kind of a natural I think to have them I mean it'd be different if they had two basketball players right correct absolutely and you know to me the center piece is it's Peyton Manning and just his fabulous sense of humor pitch man uh, you know Frankly, they, they, they could have him mic'd up for 18 holes, and I think the whole country would enjoy that. I mean, he is just a funny guy. Um, and I really like, you know, I just love watching him on TV. So uh, we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, but yeah, so again, we got a nice little uh, golf tournament skins game for charity coming up this Sunday. And then I guess it would be the following Sunday would be. Uh, then the Sunday Memorial Day weekend. So we'll take anything we can get these days, right, AP, including Korean baseball. <laughs> yeah, including, watching, including Korean baseball. Right, exactly, yeah. Like I said, it'd be different if they had two basketball players or two baseball players or two tennis players. Or, But f- football just seems like more natural to be, uh, to be uh, married to golf. Correct. And no surprise, by the way, Brady... I know for a fact is a fantastic golfer, terrific to say the least. Uh, we've seen him out of Pebble Beach and the pro am and whatnot many times. Uh, he's just a great golfer. I mean, he, he joined Seminole for a reason. And Peyton Manning, I'm quite sure, is a very good golfer himself. Uh, so they'll be back at it again with the old, uh, you know, Tiger Phil versus is one thing, but a resurrection of the Manning Brady rivalry which was the best in football for a long time uh, to see it out on the golf course uh, as a little pizzazz to the whole thing, not to mention the personalities as well. So AP, it's going to be great. Uh, but you know, I did want to touch on one more thing that you brought up before we close, which was quite the anomaly in the NFL schedule uh, between the jets and the dolphins. Why don't you mention it? Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, the Jets and the Dolphins will play each other back-to-back. I mean, I think that's the first time it's happened since uh, 91. I forgot the two teams involved, but, uh, and of course, that's a huge rivalry. Uh, the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins going back to the original AFL. So uh, that's something to circle on your calendar. Yeah, I'm looking right at the schedule. Right you are, AP, Sunday. November 15th, 4 o'clock, Jets at Dolphins, and then two weeks later, so uh, Sunday, November 29th, uh, Dolphins at Jets, 
Um, in the middle, we have Thanksgiving and what I'm assuming must be a bye week for the two teams. doesn't specifically say that on the schedule. But yeah, yeah, the, they play each other two games in a row with a week off in between. That is highly, highly unusual. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just great to have the schedule out there. Just something to look forward to. Um, you know, to say the least, I'm going to give one last peek here at the, uh, you know, Patriots schedule. Oh, here's what I want to talk about as we close out. Patriots play in LA twice in four days, five days, Sunday, December 6th at the Chargers. Thursday, December 10th at the Rams. So in the same week, Patriots are going to be playing at the new stadium. Uh, everybody up here is loving that. I'm loving it. You know, just a week in L.A., so to speak, for the Patriots. Uh, that's going to be fun perfect. as well. It is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, they'll stay out there, practice at some college probably, and yep. it, it'll be, a, you know, East Coast, West Coast. It's that, that's a great setup. That's it's a great setup. I love those two games. Yeah, yeah. It jumped out, jumped off the schedule with me and every other New England fan, uh, and it should be great. Um, Los Angeles in December. I don't think anybody's complaining about that. And AP, I just want to thank you again for calling in and providing your expertise, and much appreciated. Hey, John, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.